afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Legacy of Queens for Sunday, May 15th, 2022. It is episode 47. That's right, 47 in our second season. Getting close to the end of our second season soon here. And we have another great legacy uh, to give to you today, present, presentation-wise. Uh, let's delve right into it and see who we are talking about. Today we're talking about American former politician and conv convicted sex offender. He represented New York's 9th Congressional District from January 1999 until June of 2011, winning seven terms as a Democrat and never receiving less than 60% of the vote. He resigned from Congress in June of 2011 after an incident in which a sexually suggestive photo that he sent to a woman via Twitter was captured and publicized. And on May 19, 2017, he pleaded guilty to another unrelated sexting charge of transferring obscene material to a minor and was sentenced to 21 months in prison, ordered to pay a $10,000 fine, and was required to permanently register as a sex offender. He began serving his federal prison sentence in November of 2017. He was released two years later in February and released from halfway house custody in May of 2019. He was an unsuccessful candidate for mayor of New York City in 2005 and the 2013 New York City mayoral elections. Who we're talking about? Well, he was a member of the New York City Council from the 48th District. Now, well, what is he doing nowadays? <laughs> Getting out of jail and hopefully becoming a better person. We're looking at uh, the guy who was born in Brooklyn. We're looking at Anthony Weiner today on the Legacy of Queens. Good afternoon to all of you, and welcome to another edition. And we're ready to go for episode 14. Anthony Weiner was born in the New York City borough of Brooklyn, the middle son of Jewish parents, Mort Weiner, a lawyer, and his wife, Frances, a public high school math teacher. The family lived for a time in the Park Slope neighborhood of Brooklyn, and he attended elementary school at PS39, the Henry Bristow School. His older brother, Seth, was 39 years old when he was killed by a hit-and-run driver in 2000. His younger brother, Jason, is a chef and co-owner of several New York restaurants. Well, Anthony took the specialized high school admissions test, an examination used to determine admission to all but one of New York City's specialized high schools and was admitted to Brooklyn Technical High School, from which he graduated in 1981. He attended the State University of New York at Plattsburgh and spent his junior year as an exchange student at the College of William and Mary, where he was friends with future comic and political commentator John Stewart. Stewart acknowledged the friendship when he poked fun at him during the sexting scandal in 2011 and Wiener's interest toward 
turned towards politics. He became active in student government and was named most effective student senator. After he received his Bachelor of Arts degree in political science in 1985, Anthony Weiner joined the staff of then United States Representative and current Senator Charles Schumer. He worked in Schumer's Washington, D.C. office for three years, then transferred to the district office in Brooklyn in 1988 when Schumer encouraged him to become involved in local politics. After working for Schumer for six years, Weiner got his first chance at political office in 1991 when the New York City Council was expanded from 35 to 51 seats. Anthony Weiner was considered a long shot because he faced strong competition in the Democratic primary elections from two other candidates who had better local name recognition and funding. Anthony narrowly won the primary, besting Adele Cohen by fewer than 200 votes. Controversy ensued in the last weeks of the campaign after he's, after his campaign was anonymously spread uh, leaflets around the district that had alleged ties between Cohen and the so-called Jackson-Dinkins agenda. The leaflets referred to the Crown Heights riots earlier in the year, after which white residents had seen Jesse Jackson, who became notorious for his earlier remarks about New York City as Jaime Town, and then Mayor David Dinkins as having been beholden to the predominantly African-American writers and therefore endangering whites. Anthony's win in the November general election was widely considered a formality because he had no opposition in the heavily Democratic district. He was 27 years old when he became the youngest councilman in the city's history. And over the next seven years on the city council, uh, he initiated programs to address quality of life concerns. He also started a program to put at risk and troubled teens to work cleaning up graffiti. And he backed development plans that helped revive the historic Sheep's, Sheep's Head Bay area. Then in 1998, he ran for Congress for New York's 9th Congressional District, which was the seat held by his mentor, Chuck Schumer, who had run successfully for the U.S. Senate. Weiner was the Democratic primary. He won the Democratic primary election, which was tantamount to election in the heavily Democratic district that included parts of southern Brooklyn and south and central Queens. Weiner received a hundred percent rating from the NARAL Pro Choice America in 2003, and a 0% rating from the National Right to Life Committee of 2006, which in indicated a strong pro-choice voting record. He was critical of the 2009 stupac Pitts Amendment to the Affordable Care Act, which prohibits the use of taxpayer funds for abortions, calling it unnecessary <clears throat> and divisive, and saying it would prevent health insurers from offering abortion coverage regardless of whether an individual uses federal funds to purchase an insurance plan. In April of 2008, Weiner created the Bipartisan Congressional Middle Class Caucus. He received an A on the Drum Major Institute's 2005 Congressional Scorecard on Middle Class Issues. In June of 2008, he sponsored a bill to increase the number of O visas available to foreign fashion models, arguing that it would help boost the fashion industry in New York City. He criticized U.N. Dap diplomats 
for failing to pay parking tickets in New York City, claiming foreign nations owed $18 million to the city. During the health care reform debates of 2009, he advocated for a bill called the United States National Health Care Act, which would have expanded Medicare to all Americans regardless of age. He remarked that while 4% of Medicare funds go to overhead, private insurers put 30% of their customers' monies into profits and overhead instead of into health care. In late July of 2009, he secured a full House floor vote for single-payer health care in exchange for not amending America's Affordable Health Care Choices Act of 2009 in committee markup with a single-payer plan. When a public health insurance option was being considered as part of America's Affordable Health Choices Act of 2009, Anthony Weiner said that it would help reduce costs, and he set up a website to push for the option. He attracted widespread attention when described the Republican Party as a wholly-owned subsidiary of the insurance industry, teaming up with a small group of Democrats to try to protect that industry. In February of 2010, he proclaimed in front of a Congress that every single Republican I have ever met in my entire life is a wholly owned subsidiary of the insurance industry. He was the chief sponsor of the Prevent All Cigarette Trafficking Act of 2009, which made the selling of tobacco in violation of any state tax law a federal crime and effectively ended Internet tobacco smuggling by stopping shipments of cigarettes through the United States Postal Service. He claimed, this new law will give states and localities a major revenue boost by cracking down on the illegal sale of tobacco, and added that every day we delay is another day that New York loses significant amounts of tax revenue and kids have easy access to tobacco products sold over the Internet. On July 29, 2010, he was criticized... He criticized Republicans for opposing the 9-11 Health and Compensation Act, which would provide for funds for sick first responders to the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. In a speech on the floor of the House, he accused Republicans of hiding behind procedural questions as an excuse to vote against the bill. In response to pressure from Wiener, YouTube removed some of Anwar Al-Aquaki's inflammatory videos from its website in November of 2010. Anthony Weiner voted against the tax relief, unemployment insurance, reauthorization, and job creation act of 2010. As a prominent Democratic opponent of the tax cut package passed by Congress, Weiner said Republicans had gotten the better of President Barack Obama in the negotiations to reach an agreement on the $858 billion deal and said the Republicans turned out to be better poker players than Obama. In 2002, Wiener voiced strong criticism of the removal of the World Trade Center debris without investigating it for determining the causes of the collapses of Towers 1, 2, and 7. Now, 2002, Anthony Wiener voted to give President George W. Bush the authority to use military force against Iraq. May of 2006, Wiener attempted to bar the Palestinian delegation from entering the United Nations. He added that the delegation should start packing their little Palestinian terrorist bags and went on to claim that Human Rights Watch, the New York Times, and Amnesty International are all biased against Israel. 
July 29, 2007, he and Representative Gerald Nadler objected to a $20 billion arms deal that the Bush administration had negotiated with Saudi Arabia because they didn't want to provide sophisticated weapons to a country that they believe has not done enough to stop terrorism, noting that 15 of the 19 hijackers of September 11, 2001 were Saudis. He made the announcement outside of the Saudi Arabian consulate in Washington, stating, we need to send a crystal clear message to the Saudi Arabian government that their tactic approval of terrorism can't go unpunished. The two intended to use a provision of the Arms Export Control Act to review the deal and pass a joint resolution of disapproval. Weiner and several other members of Congress later criticized the Obama administration's proposal to sell over $60 billion in arms to Saudi Arabia. He said, Saudi Arabia is not deserving of our aid, and by charming them, or arming them, with advanced American weaponry, we are sending the wrong message, and described Saudi Arabia as having a history of financing terrorism and teaching hatred of Christians and Jews to its schoolchildren. July of 2008, the New York Times characterized Anthony Weiner as one of the most intense and demanding of bosses. The newspaper described him as a person who often worked long hours with his staff and required them to be in constant contact via BlackBerry. He frequently yelled at them and occasionally threw office furniture in anger. As a result of Weiner's actions, the Times reported that he had one of the highest staff turnover rates of any member of Congress. And this included the departure of three chiefs of staff within an 18-month period. Weiner admitted he pushed his aides hard, but said that his speaking at a high decibel level was part of his background and style, not necessarily shouting. Though some former employees were critical of his supervisory practices, others praised him for his intense involvement in constituent concerns and readiness to fight for New York City. A 2010 license plate check by the Capitol Hill newspaper, Roll Call, showed that Anthony Weiner's vehicles were among several owned by members of Congress that had unpaid tickets. Weiner's past due fines, which spanned three years and totaled more than $2,000, were among the highest uncovered by Roll Call and were paid in full shortly after publication of the article. On June 13, 2011, the New York Daily News reported that one of Weiner's vehicles, though it had been issued valid plates was displaying expired plates that had been issued to another one of his vehicles. He had previously criticized U.N. diplomats for failing to pay parking tickets in New York City, claiming foreign nations owed $18 million to the city. May 27, 2011, he used his public Twitter account to send a link to a woman who was following him on Twitter. The link contained a sexually explicit photograph of himself, after several days of denying that he had posted the image, Weiner held a press conference at which he admitted he had exchanged messages and photos of an explicit nature with about six women over the last three years and apologized for his early denials. After an explicit photo was leaked through the Twitter account of a listener of the Opie and Anthony show, Weiner announced on June 16th of 2011 that he would resign from Congress and he formally did so on June 21st. A special election was held on September 13, 2011 to replace him. 
Republican businessman Bob Turner defeated Democrat David Weprin to fill Wiener's seat. Second sexting scandal began on July 23, 2013, which was several months after Wiener returned to politics in the New York City mayoral race. Wiener sent explicit photos under the alias Carlos Danger to a 22-year-old woman with whom he had contact as late as April 2013, which was more than a year after he had left Congress. The woman was later identified as Sydney Leathers. She was an Indiana native who first came into contact with him when she expressed her disapproval of his extramarital behaviors. Now, August 28, 2016, the New York Post reported that Wiener had sexted another woman, including sending a picture while he was lying in bed with his young son. The New York Times reported the next day that Wiener and his wife, Huma Abedin, intended to separate. Abedin announced her intention by stating, After long and painful consideration and work on my marriage, I have made the decision to separate from my husband. Anthony and I remain devoted to doing what is best for our son, who is the light of our life. During this difficult time, I ask for respect for our privacy. In September 2016, claims were published that Wiener had engaged in sexting with a 15-year-old girl from North Carolina, and devices owned by Wiener were seized as part of an investigation into this incident. The report prompted a criminal investigation, and Wiener's laptop was seized. Emails that were pertinent to the Hillary Clinton email controversy were discovered on the laptop, and this prompted FBI Director James Comey to reopen that investigation 11 days before the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Hillary Clinton said Comey's decision was one of the reasons she lost the election to Donald Trump. January 31, 2017, the Wall Street Journal reported that federal prosecutors were weighing whether or not to bring child pornography charges against Wiener over the incident. On May 19, 2017, the New York Times reported its online edition that Wiener had surrendered to the FBI that morning. Under a plea agreement, he intended to plead guilty to a single charge of transferring obscene material to a minor. Under the agreement, he faced a sentence of 21 to 27 months in federal prison and would be required to register as a sex offender. At this sentencing hearing on September 25, 2007, presiding judge Denise Cole sentenced Wiener to 21 months in prison beginning on November 6, 2017, with an additional three years of supervision following his prison term. November 6, 2017, he reported to Federal Medical Center, Devons, in Iyer, Massachusetts, to begin his 21-month sentence. After getting about three months deducted from his sentence for good behavior, he was released from prison on February 17, 2019, and sent to a halfway house in Brooklyn, New York. He was released from a Bronx halfway house May 14, 2019, and he will have to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. So, Wiener in 2005 sought the Democratic nomination to run for New York City mayor in 05, vying against three other candidates. He had a three-part pitch to voters that included criticizing sitting mayor Michael Bloomberg for his top-down style of management and promising a more democratic approach against passivity in City Hall 
and for getting more federal money for the city and a series of ideas on how to get the city to work better. He presented a book of 50 real solutions, and among his policy proposals were fixes for the health care and educational systems. One idea already in play was a neighborhood scrubbing up program he dubbed Wiener's Cleaners. <laughs> he started out last in many polls, but gained ground in the final weeks of the campaign, coming in second. Initial election returns for had Fernando Ferrer with 39.95% of the vote, just shy, just shy of the 40%, required to avoid a runoff against Wiener, who had 28.82%. But Wiener conceded, citing the need for party unity and denying rumors that various high-ranking New York Democrats, such as Senator Chuck Schumer and New York Attorney General Elliot Spitzer, had urged him to concede. Absentee ballots put Ferrer over the 40% mark in the official primary election returns. To 2009, he appeared to be a candidate for mayor again. However, in May of 2009, after the New York City Council voted to extend term limits for Mayor Bloomberg, Wiener announced his decision to not run against the popular incumbent. By July of 2010, he had raised $3.9 million for a potential campaign in the 2013 mayoral election and was considered a leading contender in early polls. According to the New York City Campaign Finance Board website, as of March 2013, filling, uh, filing deadline, Wiener had raised over $5.1 million, the second most among registered mayoral candidates, behind only Christine Quinn. Now to 2013, in an interview with the New York Times Magazine published online on April 10, 2013, he said he would like to ask people to give me a second chance and was considering a run for mayor. He added that it's now or maybe never for me. In an interview on April 11th, Representative Keith Ellison endorsed Wiener, saying that he would love to see him become mayor of, the, of New York. Wiener announced his intent to seek candidacy on a YouTube video on May 21st, 2013. His platform for candidacy was summarized in Keys to the City, 64 Ideas to Keep New York City the Capital of the Middle Class. After his resignation from Congress, he used the alias Carlos Danger to continue to send explicit photographs. Following the second set of sexting allegations, he acknowledged on July 23, 2013, that he had sent messages to at least three women in 2012. One recipient stated that Wiener described himself to her as an argumentative, perpetually horny middle-aged man. <laughs> Following this admission, there were calls for Wiener to drop out of the mayoral race. However, he held a press conference with his wife, Huma Abedin, in which he announced that he would continue his campaign. At the press conference, Wiener said, I said that other texts and photos were likely to come out, and today they have. I want to again say that I am very sorry to anyone who was on the receiving end of these messages and the disruption this has caused. July 27, 2013, Danny Kadem, Wiener's campaign chief, announced his resignation so on September 10, 2013, Wiener lost to Mayoral primarily, winning only 4.9% of the vote. July 2011, he created the consulting firm Wolf Wiener Associates. 
He advised over a dozen companies that included electronic medical records providers and biofuel firms. He worked with Covington and Burling, an international law firm. And according to 2012 public disclosures, he his work helped increase his combined family income to $496,000. Weiner argued that despite contacting members of Congress on behalf of his clients, his work did not meet the legal definition of lobbying. This was based on the so-called Dashiell loophole in the Lobbying Disclosure Act, which requires only those who spend more than 20% of their time lobbying to register as lobbyists. Some people on both the political left and right criticized Weiner for his consulting work. And during an interview on MSNBC, Lawrence O'Donnell criticized Weiner, stating, You went out to make money as a lobbyist. You did the classic hack thing, and you know it. Weiner stated he was not a lobbyist. The Sunlight Foundation also criticized Weiner for stealth lobbying and falling under the aforementioned Dasho loophole. The public never learned of his lobbying work until two years later when his non-disclosure agreements expired. And then in July of 2015, Weiner was hired by MWW Group, a PR firm in New York City, as a part-time consultant to serve on the company's board of advisors. By September of the same year, his employment at MWW had ended, with the firm's head, Michael Kempner, stating, It has become clear that a handful of people and a few media outlets continue to be fixated on Anthony. According to Political New York, Weiner reported first, reportedly first learned of Kepner's decision through a mass email. Then on October 29, 2016, the New York Daily News said it would no longer carry Weiner's columns, which included his writings on New York City politics. On the same day, television channel New York One said Weiner would not be reprising his contributor role on any of its shows. Weiner served as CEO of Icestone, a Brooklyn-based kitchen countertop company. He left his role as CEO in August of 2021 as the company transitions to become a worker-owned cooperative. Well, as you know, Weiner is Jewish. He is a lifelong fan of the New York Mets and the Islanders. May of 2009, he became engaged to Huma Abedin, who was a longtime personal aide to Hillary Clinton, and they married in July 2010, with former President Bill Clinton officiating. Abedin is a practicing Muslim of Indian and Pakistani descent, and in, 20, in December of 2011, Abedin gave birth to a son. August 2016, Abedin announced that she was separating from Weiner. Followed up another year, Abedin announced her intent to file for divorce was sole, with sole physical custody of their son. May 19, 2017, after he pleaded guilty, she filed for divorce. Abedin and Weiner withdrew their divorce case from court in January 2018, saying they decided to settle their divorce privately in order to spare their six-year-old son further embarrassment. As of November 2nd, 2021, Weiner and Aberdeen were, not, were still not officially divorced, and Aberdeen said they are still trying to get the divorce settled due to a few underlying disagreements, but that it should be in its final stages. And in popular culture, Weiner and Aberdeen allowed filmmakers full success to his mayoral campaign in 2013. In 2016, the resulting documentary Weiner premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. He's appeared in the sci-fi movie Sharknando 3, oh hell no, portraying the director of NASA. 
2013, a production called The Wiener Monologues premiered at the Access Theater, directed by Jonathan Harper Shillman. The show was based on media coverage of Wiener's sexting scandal. Then he made a cameo appearance in the Alpha House episode. And there you have it, folks. A look at the legacy of Anthony Wiener, who right now, as of last year, he left that CEO role. And what he's doing now is probably just kind of taking a little bit of a break with things. So with that, a look at Anthony Weaver. Wiener. Not Weaver. Wiener. <laughs> That's right. And another interesting Legacy of New York episode is completed. Next week on the program, we're going to be looking at the man who basically brought you who wants to be a millionaire, had his own talk show, he served in the Navy, and also he got his first network television exposure in 1967 as Joey Bishop's sidekick on the Joey Bishop show. He's also one of the co-hosts of the most popular-based nationally syndicated talk show, live with Regis Philbin and Kathy Lee. And, of course, Regis died in... 2022 years ago in Greenwich, Connecticut. We're going to look at his life next week on the Legacy of Queens because he is a Manhattan native. Thank you for joining us here tonight. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you next week. From all of us here at the Legacy of Queens, I'm Jason DeCanio. Remember, be honest, be real. And keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Have a good night. Bye-bye.